And good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with another episode of Cinema, brought to you by Dark Matter TV. Dark Matter TV is a streaming platform where you can find not just current genre entertainment and horror, sci-fi, thriller, and action, but also classic content that takes you back to the great old days of late night cable and finding those cult and classic films that they just don't make anymore. Available for download on Android or Apple or visit darkmattertv.com. It's free, it's fun, and it's gonna grow. There's been this ongoing debate, I'm, I'm sure it's been going on a long, long time, and that is whether the original John Carpenter 1982 film, The Thing, is a remake or if it's really more of a direct adaptation of the original source material, uh, who goes there? And my opinion for the sake of this podcast is uh, Carpenter's film is not a remake. And it's part of what I'm talking about today and the total mishandling of that film and uh, the, the bad marketing that went behind it. Quite frankly, I feel that uh, E.T. came out from the same studio that year and uh, the thing was abandoned. That's how I feel. And I, I've got a number of things to support that. And I saw the film in an empty movie theater. I remember that in the summer of 82. Uh, at that time, look, people wanted their aliens friendly. I mean, aside from Alien in 1979, basically it was we we want our, our aliens with big baleful eyes and, and, you know, saying ouch and their fingers light up and their hearts glow. So looking at this, um, I want to go further. And that is the thing... 2011 is not a remake of Carpenter's 1982 film, The Thing. It is a prequel. And I just did more right here in telling you that than the entire Universal Studios marketing department with that clarification. You'd be amazed again how many people think that the 2011 film is a remake of Carpenter's 1982 classic. Let's go on a little bit about Carpenter's movie first, and that is John Carpenter got royally screwed on his 1982 masterpiece, and, and some will call the thing his greatest film, which I can definitely understand and see the argument for. I'm going to go further and call it one of the greatest films ever made for any genre. Carpenter's film was buried, like I said, in 1982 by the Reese's Pieces Alien and, and Spielberg. And between a lackluster marketing campaign by Universal Studios and America's pop sugar desire for heart-glowing aliens, The Thing, 1982, never really had a chance. Carpenter himself saw the handwriting on the wall after exiting a plane to giant advertisements for E.T., the extraterrestrial. And he turned to his then wife, Adrian Barbeau, and said, we're done. However, home video and cable gave the thing a brand new life. And eventually, the tortoise caught up and, and passed the alien, you know, E.T. Today, Carpenter's film is regarded as timeless and, and as I had said, by many his best. And, and the film is deserving of all its accolades. The practical makeup effects still hold up in amaze. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Rob Bottin's makeup effects are better today than any CGI could offer up. The casting was perfect, and Carpenter was at the top of his directing game. It was the last film to feature the core of Carpenter's original team in front and behind the camera. We had director of photography Dean Cundy helming this, and, and again, it, it really was. I always felt that John Carpenter's best movies were the ones where he used both pretty much the same crew and the same cast 
repeatedly, and I can give you those films. That is Halloween, that is The Fog, that is Escape from New York, that is The Thing, and I'm going to throw in there, arguably for the sake of consistency, I will argue Christine as well. It's cynical enough for studios to remake their own previous hits. What's worse is when it doesn't remake one of its hits, but lets the public think it did, and then gives it the same title as the previous film to confuse fans even further. The 2011 The Thing is an interesting case of of a studio hedging its bets. I'm going to say it again. The Thing 2011 is not a remake. It is a prequel. Both Carpenter's film and this prequel are based on the John W. Campbell short story Who Goes There and are far more loyal to that material than the Howard Hawks classic The Thing from Another World. And look, I get it. Well, technically, look, it uses the opening credits. It uses the same type of style. It's a remake. No, it's really not. I'm, I'm telling you. And the reason why I would go as far as to say that Carpenter's film is definitely not a remake. While all three share the same Antarctic setting, the 1950s film is is more like Frankenstein from space as the alien is humanoid and and does not replicate its victims as a form of sophisticated camouflage. I mean, the alien is played by future Gunsmoke star James Arness and it's a lumbering, pissed-off humanoid thing that, that bears more than a passing resemblance to the 1933 Karloff Frankenstein's monster. Carpenter's film is more of an original adaptation of Campbell's story than a remake of the Hawks film that bore little resemblance to the original source material. So I'm going to go back again and and say that that Universal dropped the marketing ball in 1982 with the original The Thing. They they were more focused on E.T. and the cash rolling in. Carpenter's film got kicked to the curb and left to fend on its own. As I said, I I saw the film in an almost empty theater and, and looking back, It only made it more special because I was one of the few first champions of this movie before the Johnny-come-latelys all came on board and now call it and hail it a classic after watching it on cable and and video and all of that stuff. Oddly, the studio did it again in 2011. I, I don't know why. Universal did not come out and say the new film was a prequel, but it didn't deny it either. Little was done to promote it as a prequel to the Carpenter classic. A proper advertising campaign might have skirted failure of this film. The marketing department handling this film should be flogged for their negligence. Look, I'm going to say it. The Thing 2011 is not a bad motion picture. It was totally mismarketed and mishandled and left a lot of people in, in the horror genre, the audience, going, what the hell is this? So aside from a clear marketing strategy, some genius thought it would be a good idea to call it The Thing without any type of differentiation from Carpenter's film. Any other time we have the usual subtitle, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, or at least a number, Back to the Future, Part 2 or 3, unless of course you're the dumbass who came up with a run-on title, Jaws the Revenge. So why call it The Thing? It's not clever, and it certainly fueled the belief that it was a remake and added resentment to the scores of fans of the 1982 film. And look, being a filmmaker, I consider myself pretty well-versed in film and also in horror, and my first impression was they went ahead and remade the thing, and I have about zero interest in seeing this. It was only after doing a little due diligence that I was like, oh my God, this thing is a prequel. I would like to see this. But a lot of people... Did not do that. I mean, the film is a failure. It was a box office failure. 
1982 film faded quickly from theater screens and cable showings and eventual digital releases cemented it in the realm of, of movie classics. It truly is, in my opinion, Carpenter's film is a perfect horror film and it is a beautiful portrait of human paranoia slathered with Hitchcockian suspense. It is brilliant and it deserved a better theatrical release and its cynical studio knew that. Universal deliberately leaned toward connecting Carpenter's movie with the 1951 film. The original was a creature feature fan favorite, and, and remakes were not taken as kindly as, as they are today, If I guess if you want to say they're taken kindly, but they certainly are. A lot of them are successful. So for many of that 1950s era, with a love of the Howard Hawks classic, this was blasphemy. Instead of hyping up the difference of this new film and the positive spin of truly being based on the original short story, the film could have been marketed better as a whole new film instead of a remake. But that would take actual work and imagination. Sadly, the imagination capital of the world is lacking in this natural resource. They threw the film out there at the end of summer after E.T. the Extraterrestrial became the biggest movie of all time. For, for a while there. The little alien clobbered Carpenter's shape-shifting monstrosity and, and also in the, the same time clobbered Kurt Russell. I am not saying the 2011 film is a classic. However, it is a worthy prequel and it also deserved better. From the opening shots, the 2011 The Thing is clearly made with sincere reverence for Carpenter's film. The issue with the film on its own merit is that it doesn't really offer anything new. Aside from filling the, the gaps for the backstory of the 1982 film, there, there really are a few surprises here and, and it kind of feels like a retread. Prequel may not have been the right direction to take the thing as the Norwegian story just isn't as riveting nor does it have the cast of interesting character actors of its predecessor. So is the thing prequel good? Yeah, it is made with a firm attention to detail. The production designer made sure that the sets, the alien ship, and even the landscapes are in the right places to match up with Carpenter's film. There is a slight hint of Morcone's music, his original theme, in the opening music, and a downright orgasmic revival by the closing credits that seamlessly fuses this film with Carpenter's. Those, I'm telling you, those last 30 seconds of this film, it was masterful. And you'll see what I mean. It stitches everything together. Director of photography Michael Abramowitz lovingly recreates the look and feel of the 1982 film. There is almost no difference in the style of the film's look, unlike the last Indiana Jones film, to its previous entries. The script goes to great lengths to connect with all of the items discovered in the 1982 film. There are a lot of aha moments when these connections happen. And, and again, however, there really are very few new surprises. The effects, unfortunately, rely on CGI, which does give some new flexibility to the way the creature replicates. However, it's all become a little too accepted, and where Rob Bottin's effects startled audiences in 1982 and truly disturbed them, these new effects provide polite interest. It's the stuff of an expensive sci-fi channel movie, and, and we know it. In 1982, audiences truly asked, how the hell did they do that with the original thing, with the 1982 The Thing? But now we know it's computers and it's green screens. One of the biggest disappointing stories I heard about the 2011 film was they actually went ahead and, and shot all the effects like Rob Bottin, all the effects were, were practical. 
But in this CGI-laden age, uh, studio executives got involved and they were afraid that this wasn't going to look, you know, I guess real enough. And I'm using real in quotes. So they went back and they layered over the practical effects and they augmented the practical effects with CGI and totally took away from, from that practical magic that Botine, you know, just amazed us with. And to give the director his due, I mean, he worked hand in hand with, with a screenplay to stay loyal to the Carpenter film. And, and you know, maybe part of that is the problem. What do they say that the, the surest thing to kill a sequel or a prequel is reverence for the original film? While trading up to a strong female star and aliens like corporate scientist bad guy, the, the film is pretty much a who is it story that does tread close to remake territory. I mean, like the plotting and, and over-reverend Superman Returns, the director got all caught up in idolizing the previous film instead of heading into some uncharted territory to, to provide fresh surprises for the audience. I mean, they really did. They worked hard to make sure that this thing all stitched together really, really well. There, there could have been more of a backstory to all of this, especially with the, the thought of containment and the fact that, you know, this thing wants to get out. And they, we could have really seen far more to the Norwegian story in trying to contain what they brought out of the ice. I mean, as I had said, there are strong signs of studio tampering. And, and as I suspect, the film did not end for Winstead's character as, as it plays out in the movie. The original film made it clear the alien must rip through clothing when copying its victim. Throughout this new film, great attention was given to stay consistent with the Carpenter film. Then suddenly, in the last 10 minutes, certain important conventions are ignored for the sake of an unsatisfying twist ending. Kind of like what they did in Lost Boys. Remember that bullshit ending where, you know, you, you quote all the vampire legends and the rules and all of that. And then at the very end, uh, Edward Herman just throws out this bullshit. Nope, sorry. Uh, once you do this, then this happens. I'm trying to stay away from spoilers if there's actually somebody who hasn't seen The Lost Boys. You, you'll understand what I mean when you see this film. And also go take a look at The Lost Boys, especially if, if you have a reverence for uh, vampire films and legends. I mean, trust me, if, if the film hasn't delivered a surprise by this point, no ending like this is going to save it. Plus, you could see it coming through the fake blizzard that also feels like a reshoot. I mean, Morgan Creek uh, that was behind this had a, has had a history of tampering with director visions, Alien 3, The Exorcist 3, all to make it appeal as to a wide of audience as possible. I mean, it, it's just that's what they do. They, they get in there, they tamper, they mess with things, and the director vision is, is usually very different than the theatrical release. So in that case... It is cinema without doubt, C-Y-N-E-M-A. If you approach the 2011 film as, as the prequel, as it was rightfully made, it is a serviceable film that cares very much for its source. So this movie is not cinema. The moves of, of Morgan Creek and the executives, that was cinema. But the film has incredible production value. The care for the original material was, was way above average. So simply, there, there just are few surprises in this, and really nothing all that new. And as said before, a sequel to events after the Kurt Russell ending probably would have been far more interesting. And, and look, I know all the limitations to that as well, too. However, the marketing of this film is an entirely different story. Someone lost faith and dropped the ball. The film was dumped out in October, if you remember, to, to cash in on the Halloween viewers. But at that time of year, Aliens aren't what people are looking for. 
You know, they, they want their psycho slashers and killers and supernatural shit. They're not looking for aliens at Halloween time. Aliens are the stuff of summer films. And someone at the studio didn't want a repeat of the summer of 1982. I wonder if that was part of their logic as well. Only this time around, instead of battling a cute bug-eyed alien and a little boy with Reese's Pieces, it was transforming mechanized aliens and, and a boy wizard that, you know, this movie had to go several rounds with in the ring. So my opinion is, check this out. The 2011 film stands on its own and, if anything, gives you complete satisfaction in the last 30 seconds of the motion picture. A quality film totally mishandled by a studio that just basically abandoned its own expensive project, especially after going back and erasing all the hard work of the practical effects with CGI. I'd love to know what you think. I know some people have said online, uh, you know, I'm so glad you're doing this because I have arguments with people that the Carpenter movie is not really a remake. And there were some people who actually challenged me and said, no, the 2011 film is a remake of the 1982 film. And the answer is, how about no? It is not. 100% is not a remake. The Thing 2011 is a prequel, just a badly handled and marketed one. This is Harrison Smith. Thanks for listening. I hope wherever you are on this planet right now, you are healthy and safe and your loved ones are as well too. Thank you for listening and have a great remainder of your weekend. Check out my cinema blog on horrorfuel.net and download Dark Matter TV for your Apple or Android devices.